0: Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to today's Remnant Godcast. We have a couple of big stories that we're going to talk about today, but first I just want to thank you for tuning in and invite you to share with your friends. We're available on listennotes.com, on player.fm, on podbean.com, and of course on Google and iTunes. So thank you so much. Of course, we have a Facebook page too, which I neglect to mention, and a Twitter page. So you have a lot of options in listening to the Remnant Godcast, but whatever way that you found us, we appreciate it, and we say thank Thank you for being part of the remnant. What is the remnant, you ask? Well, we are believers in Jesus Christ that are willing to stand for the full Bible in 2019. Not only stand for it, but live it out. Walk it out and be true followers of the way. Followers of Jesus Christ. That's what Christians are, right? We're followers of Jesus Christ. And if you're just listening and you haven't accepted Jesus in your heart, I would say continue to listen. Thank you for tuning in. And I just appreciate you. And trust me, I. there was a time when I didn't know Jesus and I was seeking. And if that's you tonight, you just say, Todd, I'm seeking. Then you found the right place. Listen to what we have to say. And I pray it bears witness in your spirit and that you continue on your faith journey to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because how many know he is the ultimate void filler? Okay, friends, I want to talk about a really, really good big win that we had today. And that is um, that a federal appeals court... Uh, on Thursday, today, uh, held that Trump and the administration can basically end taxpayer family planning funding of abortion providers, such as Planned Parenthood. In other words, this three-judge panel uh, panel of the Ninth Circuit, which is based in California, in San Francisco, granted the Trump administration's request to lift the national injunctions um, that were ordered in Oregon and Washington and statewide in California. They're now gone and President Trump um, is going to be able to defund Planned Parenthood. They're talking uh, about $60 million in family planning funding that was given from taxpayers to Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers. Uh, it basically refers girls and women's for abortions. So this new regulation, which governs uh, Title X, the federal grant program, that provides funding for family planning services, prohibits the use of the funds to perform, promote, refer for or support abortion as a method of family planning. Friends, let me just tell you something. For those of you that have doubted or questioned if President Trump was anointed and appointed and allowed to be put in this position by the sovereign God of heaven and earth, Uh, I think when we see such things like this, we, we, we realize that, yes, this is part of God's plan, and God is on the move. And I'm thankful for those that are standing for life in this hour. This is a battle against darkness. This is a battle between life and death, light and darkness. It's really not a political battle. It's a spiritual battle. And today we saw a victory because no longer are these $60 million of taxpayer funds, that means funds that come from you and I, no longer are they going to be going to Planned Parenthood, uh, which is really an organization that was founded by eugenicist Margaret Sanger. Uh, you know the real plan behind Planned Parenthood is population control, is eugenics, is uh, the murder of the innocent, and this has been a huge stain on our country for decades now. And I believe that. There's a lot of spiritual ramifications to the fact that we've allowed this grave sin. It's a grave sin, uh, death of the innocent. I mean, you know, I think of like what happened back in you know ancient Babylon, and and you know what happened in the in the Bible where there was child sacrifice, you know, to Molech and whatnot. This is the same thing. It's the same thing, but it's a modern day version. The enemy has always tried to take the life of the innocent and there's a significance. That's why you see, you know, witches and, and evil people that, you know, desire to kill the innocent, like fighting so dramatically and so passionately against this because they are really demonized people I know that that's kinda like a blunt thing to say but you know what I just feel like I can't really pull any punches on this I gotta be real with you guys and let you know that this is a major battle and I believe that we're starting to see some victories we already saw the heartbeat bill that's taken place in several uh, Republican run states and now we're seeing a defunding of Planned Parenthood in in a significant manner so I think we're making inroads they may be incremental but hey we're going in the right direction and I want to just urge our audience to continue to pray that we will see a complete ban of abortion in our nation. Now, you say, wow, that's a radical position. You know, no, it's not a radical position for a man of God, for somebody who believes in the Bible to stand for life. It's not radical. That's actually what we need to be doing as Christians. And you know what? I feel like sometimes I'm not passionate enough about it because when I just recently had a little baby girl and I was looking at her as she came you know, fresh into the world, right? I just couldn't fathom that people would actually consider, you know, murdering a baby when a baby is just born. But yet that is what's happening in our country. It is lunacy. It is absolute depravity at its at its core. I mean, it couldn't be more evil and dark. And so we should be passionate. We should be pushing back and making a big fuss about this because this is a big deal. And so you know what? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this victory in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Thank you, Lord, that our president is trying very, very, you know, uh, passionately. Him, He's passionate too. He's trying in every way he can to defund Planned Parenthood and to stand by the promises that he made us. This president is delivering on his promises. He's doing what he said he was going to do, and I think we should be excited, and I just want to say that's a great victory. So Thank you, uh, Lord. Thank you to those that that stand every day. I know friends that go out to abortion clinics and minister to people that are out there praying and interceding. Some people have dedicated their whole life to this, and to those people, you know who you are. Thank you, thank you, because there's fruit. We're seeing fruit in our nation. We're seeing. It seems like we're turning the corner here. We're turning the page. We're not there yet. We still have a lot of fighting to go. But you know what? This is something. So I just wanted to mention that right off the bat in the show today. Uh, but the other major story today, and if you go to report.com, you'll see it's actually redlined right now, is what the president is going to do in Iran. Now, I want to just kind of talk a little bit about Iran. Um, obviously, there's been tension with Iran for a long time. The regime there, it's a, it's a Muslim state. It's an Islamic state. Um, the rulers of Iran, you know, a lot of the leadership is really the Mullahs and the spiritual leaders that have a great impact on the politics of Iran. In fact, a lot of times the president of Iran doesn't even have as much power as the Ayatollah. The Ayatollahs really kind of run... Uh, the regime, because it is a, a state that is governed by Sharia. Basically, it's governed by Islamic law, and you know it is an Islamic state. So uh, they are they're you know pretty staunch enemies with Israel. They they've talked many times about death to Israel, death to the United States. They chant it regularly. Um, under the Obama administration, billions of dollars were given in cash to the Iranian regime. Uh, we've all said that's probably one of the worst deals that have ever been made in history. Why would you ever want to give A country that shouts, you know, death to America. Why would you ever want to give them billions of dollars? Uh, But sure enough, that's what the Obama administration did. And they also made this really bad deal where they lifted sanctions. And what's happened is Iran has continued down the path of, you know, uh, seeking nuclearization to have the nuclear bomb, but also uh, just funding terrorism around the world. They're the biggest state sponsor of terror around the world. And now we're kind of seeing things come to a head. So people are asking me, do you think President Trump is going to go to war with Iran? Now, this this is opinion. Uh, But based on the facts, the conversations that I've had with people in the administration and the information that I know, I want to say that I don't think that President Trump will escalate this to a shooting war. Now, that doesn't mean that we won't respond because last night the the development, which was quite a large development, was one of our drones. Our Navy had a drone that was shot down by the uh, Revolutionary Guard there in Iran. And uh, I think that really uh, escalated tensions quite a bit because just last week there was a few oil tankers that were, you know, sabotaged and there was a mine and You know, holes, uh, you know, on the hull of the ship that, you know, many people are saying was Iran that did that. The United States offered some evidence showing a video where it appeared to be uh, Iranian militia, military uh, people that were putting these mines on the sides of the ships. And so, you know, now we have this drone that was shot down. And today it seems like, you know, it's been. You know, one of the biggest stories, if not the biggest story of the day, uh, where, you know, Nancy Pelosi is saying this is dangerous. It's a high tension situation. Uh, Chuck Schumer is saying the administration may bubble into war. Um, You know, people are saying it's moving closer to military confrontation. Um, was the drone. There's a question of whether the drone was violating Iran's airspace or whether it was in international airspace. The United States is saying it was in international airspace. Iran was saying it was over their sovereign territory. So there's a lot of conflicting stories that we're hearing out there. But I want to say this, friends, because I've been studying the administration for a long time. As you know, I know a lot of people that are close to the administration, and we have conversations off the record quite often. And what I know from President Trump's foreign policy agenda and what he desires we saw that you know before if you don't uh, remember the United States sent a significant amount of military uh, you know mainly ships and uh, you know whole battle groups. Uh, to North Korea when things were escalating over there. Remember, President Trump said, uh, you know, he called Kim Jong Il or Kim Jong Un um, Rocket Man, and there was some very big threats that were kind of going on. You were talking about the nuclear button. Remember that the tweets about the nuclear button, and uh, we we thought we were going to war with North Korea. In fact, I had never seen tensions be so um, you know publicly uh, hot, and it seemed like you know the United States was going to go to war with North Korea. But but at that time. Well, what was happening behind the scenes was is that there was diplomacy taking place, and the American people, you know, especially the American media, they weren't reporting on this. Maybe they didn't know about it, uh, but the president was dismantling the deep state in North Korea, and you know, basically the shadow government that has been responsible for a lot of the wars and conflicts over the past century. Um, I believe the president has been working against this deep state and been dismantling their strongholds. And that happened in North Korea and President Trump was able to meet with their leader Kim Jong- Un. And uh, you know since then you know we've seen a, a lot of pressure in that situation kind of let out and it's no longer the top story where now we're looking to uh, you know see what's going on in Iran. But I think the world is watching. But if you recall during that period of time, uh, you know, the, the mainstream media was doing the same thing that they're doing now with Iran. They were, you know, out there saying, oh, we're going to go to war. We're going to go to war with North Korea. Uh, the Democrats were out there kind of doing similar things to what they're doing now. And by the way, they're very bipolar in the way they report because Trump can't win either way. If he doesn't go to war, they say he's weak. If it looks like he's going to war, they say that he's a warmonger. So he, no matter what he does, they're going to say a negative commentary, and they're going to make it look like, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. But he actually... Totally knows what he's doing. In fact, probably better than any president in modern history. Because again, if you look what happened in North Korea, did we go to war with them? No, we didn't go to war with them. In fact, uh, you know, the president had a summit with the leader. And, you know, like I said, tensions have been de-escalated with North Korea. You're not seeing our, our fleet over there anymore surrounding North Korea. You're not seeing, you know, the fact that we could be at war with them any day. In fact, you're not seeing anything with North Korea. They've almost completely left the news. And in the meantime, they have, you know, North Korea and South Korea have started talking again. They've de-escalated on the demilitarized zone. There's been some great inroads to dismantling some of the, uh, you know, testing that Kim Jong-un was doing with the rockets that were, you know, going everywhere before, and we've seen great victory, and that situation is still fluid, but we've seen, again, great victory, and it's no longer nearly as tense of a situation as it was only a year ago. So now let's think about Syria. Remember Syria? And again, the mainstream media was saying the president was going to go to war. You know, uh, the president actually did do a, um, you know, a, a missile attack against some elements in Syria. But many people said that the missile attack was dismantling the deep state. So, you know, you won't hear that from the mainstream media. But people said that when we attacked Syria, we were actually, the administration was dismantling the deep state and their stranglehold over Syria. But the mainstream media wasn't reporting that. They were reporting that we were going to go to war with Syria. They were calling Trump a warmonger. They were saying he doesn't know what he's doing. And again, did we go to war with Syria? No. What happened in Syria? ISIS is defeated. What happened uh, with the United States going to war with Russia and Syria? Nothing. It's, it's totally de-escalated at this point. And the Syrian conflict is over. And we've seen the villages that have been freed from you know ISIL or I- ISIS control Um, We've seen Syria kind of return, I mean, almost back to normal at this point where the government has once again uh, taken control of territories that were run by the Islamic State. So it's a victory. Um, Is it done? No, it's not done. Is it, you know, perfect situation over there? It's not. But again, everybody said Trump was going to take us to war there. And when it ended up happening, it, it actually worked out better than anything that we have seen in many, many years. So now let's fast forward to Iran. We know that Israel would like to probably go to war with Iran because they don't like the fact that they could have the bomb. Uh, Israel and the United States are very close. Of course, they're our closest ally in the region. President Trump has a great relationship with Netanyahu. But I personally don't think the president is going to take us to war in Iran. I think we could respond in some way, shape, or form just because it's kind of something that we need to do. And so I think there's going to be a response to Iran. I think it'll be a visible response. I think it'll be, you know, measured and yet appropriate. But I don't think that we're going to go to war with Iran. I don't think that's the case because, first of all, the troops that are in the area right now, we don't have nearly enough troops to have a ground invasion. So they're... That's pretty much off the table there's no no way that do we we haven't built a force like that you would be able to see if we were building a force like that if that were the intentions for a ground invasion Uh, but again we have no nowhere even close to that type of force in the region and the military uh positioning that's happening right now is not showing that we're in any way shape or form planning a ground invasion what we are seeing uh is a slight escalation of troops there's a thousand troops that went over there And what I think that said, now this is opinion, but what I think that might be happening is the same thing that happened in North Korea and the same thing that happened in Syria. I think the president is, you know, getting rid of deep state elements in Iran. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, clandestine operations. I'm talking about the CIA. I'm talking about deep state operations that are happening in that area that have been happening that have been causing escalations, that have been basically running this shadow war and shadow government in these places. And I think the president needs to eradicate those elements. And so that's what I think is really happening, is I think there's, a, again, back-channel diplomacy that's taking place. And I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of months, we see uh, the president meeting with leadership in Iran. Or there could be a change in leadership there, because if you guys recall, in the last few years there have been several times where there have been uprisings in Iran, and their government isn't as stable as people think. Um, people have been planning and plotting to, you know, uh, do a regime change there. And so we could see a regime change, but I think um, we will definitely see some type of deal. And I think it's going to be way better of a deal than the Iran deal that Obama had and the and the European allies. I think this deal will have meat to it. It'll be a deal that benefits the United States. It won't be one that is one-sided. And I think that we're going to see uh, a lot of what we're trying to accomplish in our goals, uh, you know, in our interests in the region, uh, be actually. Um, taking place according to the deal that the president, his administration is setting up over there. So I think there's a lot of moving pieces. If you think about it, you know, Jared Kushner has been working on a deal uh, with Israel and Palestine. I think that there's a lot of uh, things that are fluid right now. Is it a two state solution? Is it a one state solution? I think this Iran situation is tied in and, you know, cannot be separated. They're literally the same situation. And I think that systemically behind the scenes, that there have been leaders that are meeting like i said maybe back channel meetings of diplomacy but i would not be surprised we've seen kind of how the president works if they're you know uh, eradicating deep state elements in the in the region uh, you know getting rid of the deep state in Iran and then looking to to sign some type of deal or to at least have or begin talks just like what we saw with North Korea so i don't think we're going to war but i think that you know you're going to see the neocons you're going to see the deep state people, the establishment people beating the war drums. The mainstream media is going to be beating the war drums. But again, I don't see that. Uh, from what I know from studying President Trump, what I know from the way that he looks at things and you know his uh, you know military agenda and his foreign policy, I don't foresee that he would put troops in in any way, shape, or form into Iran. But I do think there's going to be a measured response. So we'll see if I'm right. Um, again, this is opinion. But uh, from what I've studied, this is what I think. So what we need to be doing is praying. We need to be praying for a good deal uh, in the region. We need to be praying for one uh, that will benefit uh, you know, our allies, that will benefit our interests in the region, and that will benefit people because there's been a lot of suffering in this part of the world for a long period of time. And it would be a blessing to see some type of deal that's actually one that's able to be solidified and followed through where people are not injured and hurt and dying. And, you know, how many of you guys know? I mean, even, you know, a lot of people um, in the Christian community are very favorable towards Israel. But you got to remember, too, there are Christians in, in the Palestinian areas. There are believers in Christ there that are also our brethren. And we care about lives, whether they're on our enemies' lives or our friends' lives. We do care about lives. We would not, you know, we'd much rather not see a conflict here. We'd much rather see a resolution. In fact, in the Bible, it even says, pray for peace. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, right, which we pray for. Um, So we're praying that there is a a really good deal here that's made. And I really pray that that's the case. But I wouldn't be too super worried. Uh, I wouldn't be too super worried when it comes to us going into full-fledged war. But let me just say this, though, with a caveat. Anything can happen. Because we're in very volatile times, and those that believe in cycles will know that we're in the war cycle. We're in the cycle, uh, you know, history has cycles. you got to study that. I can't get into it today. But we're in that period of time, so it's no surprise to me that we're seeing wars and rumors of wars. The Bible also talked about it, saying that that would happen towards the end of days, and we know that the hour is late. So, you know, again, we're seeing these things happen, and nothing surprises me. It wouldn't surprise me if we went to war. But I, again, don't think that it's going to happen right now. Um, But I will say this, anything could spark it. I mean, say tomorrow one of our planes was down or say something more significant were to take place and the situation were to greatly escalate, that could happen. And in that situation, it would be much more dangerous and much more of a high-tension situation. So I think the world is watching, but I do believe that as we continue to pray that God is going to move on our behalf. So let's do that right now. Let's pray before we end the broadcast tonight. Lord, we thank you so much for your your grace we thank you for your protection we thank you for your favor we thank you for your mercy and lord once again we're petitioning you that we would not go to war in iran lord god but there would be a diplomatic solution that would behove not only us but our our enemies and and those on the other side Lord God, that we would literally um, you know, have the best case scenario take place here, that people wouldn't worry, that they wouldn't be stressed out, but we'd put our trust and our faith in you because, Lord, you're the only one that can give us the strength and the wisdom and the strategy and the protection and the mercy and the grace that we need. So we thank you ahead of time in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just want to thank you also for the amazing win today with the defunding of $60 million of money that would have gone to Planned Parenthood. It's a victory, and we say yes, we received that victory today, but Lord, we are still got so much more to win that, that we have not been able to accomplish. We want to take this territory for the kingdom of God. We want to win back the, the moral uh, you know, soul of this nation for morality, for biblical values. And that's what we're praying takes place. I pray that leaders and clergymen and people that are you know, in, in positions of leadership would be bold and unafraid and stand for righteousness and truth. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. Amen. Thank you so much, friends, for tuning in to today's Remnant Godcast. We'll see you tomorrow.